Welcome to Josie's Bar Podcast. We're a bar in Hell's Kitchen and we're reading every issue of Daredevil from the very beginning till the very end of time. <laughs> I'm Claire. Joining me, at, not as always, because you haven't been here for a couple of weeks, is my co-host Vix. Hey! Ooh, where have you been? Uh, oh, where have you been at the bar? I have been doing very important things. Yes. I mean, there's been a really good reason. I'm not, like, yeah. trying to be like, uh, what the fuck is this? Where have you been? No, you have had a very good I reason. have had, yeah. I've been doing very important things for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because uh, um, if, you, if you move, like, a certain button uh, or a certain book, sorry, or a certain bottle, that's better, on Josie's bar, it actually opens a little trapdoor and it leads directly to S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. Yeah, and that's where I have been. That's where you've been, yes. Well, we thank you for your service. <laughs> accidentally pushing the wrong bottle and stumbling through the trapdoor. Yeah. And getting... They were like, who the hell are you? <laughs> like, I don't know. You can't work for S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Can I help, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Is Hawkeye here? <laughs> uh, well, it's it's. I'm glad that you're back. Oh, thanks. Um, as a to ret- have you as you have returned to the bar, I can't speak. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking a vanilla rooibos. Ooh. Yes, and I've I've realised. Um, I would say I looked up the pronunciation, but it's written on. They've spelled it phonetically on the side of the box. Oh, because I want to always want to call it like ruby ruby <laughs> Ruby booze, yeah, no, Roy, Roy Boss. Can I have some Ruby booze? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roy Boss, vanilla Roy Boss. Yeah, it's very nice. I am drinking. Uh, that was. Me. <laughs> 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 I am drinking a Pepsi Max Cherry Maximum Taste No Sugar. Mm. Out the bottle, I might add, because I am glassy. Slut. Mm. <laughs> But I've been rocking, um, I've been drinking my moon milk uh, this week, as Vix knows, so I might introduce moon milk into the menu at Josie's bar. Well, it depends if you want the patrons to fall asleep on the, on the um, oh. bar. Seriously. Well, we'll just put down some pillows and <laughs> I would, chill music. <laughs> I would not want to place my head, my clothes on a pillow from Josie's bar. No, 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 you don't want to do that. Um, so, this week we are talking about issue number 46 <gasps> of Daredevil, which is known as The Final Jest. Yay! Thought you'd be happy. <laughs> uh, this was released November the 1st, 1968. Uh, the description is as follows. The Jespers? The Jespers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't talk. The Jester's rampant lies have tarnished Daredevil's name, but now it's time for Matt Murdock to turn the tables on the fiend! It's no laughing matter as Murdock comes up with a devilish plot to unmask the Jester, but can Dee Dee protect his own identity on national TV? Oh gosh, it is. Yeah, it's a. It's got a proper soap opery uh, ending. This uh, it issue. so does. I was. Uh, so this issue was cataclysmically concocted by Stanley and Gene Colan. Embellishments were by George Klein, Ooh. lettering Artie Simek. But no Sammy. No Sammy this week. Aww. 
Um, and on the cover, we've still got this weird other font. Yeah, it's it's like it's, a weird bubble font, it, which I don't like. It really does look very, very different, doesn't it? Yes, it. I I really don't like it. I mean, I like. I think it's going. I think it's changing back soon, if I remember. No, Miguel Star. <laughs> so, uh, Daredevil is in prison in this little hospital room. Um, in his mask and this guy Uncle Fester <laughs> wants to unmask him and is like oh uh, and Dedder was pretending to sleep and this guy's like oh Dedder was been put for homicide I'm going to unmask him haha here I go I'm going to unmask him it's really slow uh, yeah. here I go no one's around to stop me <laughs> and Dedder was meanwhile like oh no I, this is what I, I hoped wouldn't happen so he punches the guy in the face <laughs> as you do a totally normal reaction and it was a bit of a cliffhanger last issue um i don't think you read last issue did you but you uh you listened to the episode is that right i did i had the episode on in the background while i was working oh okay so, yeah. yeah i mean a, a lot of daredevil running around last episode you did seem to do a lot of a lot of running around i'm not actually doing much no, there was a lot of running around. Mm-hmm. That was that was it really. Um, so Daredevil has punched the guy and then he like pins him between his thighs. Like it was, uh, it was what, of... what was her name in Golden Eye? Xenia on a top. Xenia <laughs> on the top. On the top. He pins him and then is trying to like crush his ribs and like throws him across the room with his thighs. Yeet! Uh, oh, you'll be glad to know that on Daredevil's little health chart, he's doing very well. All of his vitals are normal. <laughs> just in case you wondered. And I like that they do it once a day. Yeah, <laughs> just, to, just to double check. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, he's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, then, uh, so Daredevil throws him across the room. And then this guy's like, whoa, 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 what? Where's Daredevil gone? <laughs> and he can't see him in the bed because, oh, what a feeling, Daredevil's on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling is like made of netting. Why is it? Why is it's it? not. He's, not, he's, he's under the bed. <laughs> oh, I thought he was on the ceiling. Oh, my joke didn't work. Now it's it's still so funny. Thank you, thank you, friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Dennis was creeping and peeping under the bed, and then he smells the smell of detergent clinging to a freshly laundered jacket, and he's like, "Woo, I can wear that." So he puts it on over the top of his outfit. Um, and takes his mask off, but uh, he must take his gloves off as well. But you would think there would still be his little red booties underneath. But it looks like he's also put trousers he's, on as well. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, because it's like in, in you have the panel where he's like, Oh, yes, my amazing nose has detected that it could only be a freshly laundered yes. doctor's white jacket. Yes, um, and then in the next panel, he's got like a blue shirt and black trousers on under the doctor's coat. Yeah. So, where did you get them from, Matt? <laughs> Is it an all-in-one? Are they sewn into the jacket? Is it in your cane? Do you keep a yes. change of clothes in your cane? <laughs> he does. <laughs> no, it's in the frame of his sunglasses. <laughs> uh, so now he's Dr. Matt and he's creeping around the hospital. Creeping and a peeping. And the police are there and he pretends to be on the phone. He's like, what's that? Oh, I have to get to this place. Okay. Uh, I wanted down the hall. None of them are like, why is this doctor wearing sunglasses? <laughs> 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 and, like, like, and it's like, so he's in prison, right? Yeah. 
none of none of the prison guards notice that they have never seen this doctor before ever. Um, well, when the doctors were examining Daredevil, none of them like noticed that he's wearing sunglasses under his mask. <laughs> I know they don't take his mask off, but that to me is always insane. Um, but yeah, they're like, well, this this doctor's a cool cool cat. Wears his sunglasses to work. Hey. Hey. Although here in this one, when they're talking to him, he looks like he's got his lab coat done up all the way yeah. to hide that there's no shirt underneath so i'm confused yeah i was a little bit yeah i was a little bit confused with that because it's like well, did you still close as well but then if you still close yeah. as well you wouldn't need to have the doctor's coat done all the way up yeah, exactly um i do like this scene though for this next bit which is he's like right i've got to use my radar sense and he's basically using his radar sense to pretend he knows where he's going mm. and i always like that as a thing it's like you know, whenever they have Matt and he's like, he's got to pretend that he knows exactly where he's going, he's got to pretend to be sighted. It's, I don't know, I just enjoy it. And this is, I think, the first time he mentions that he has sonar sense. Yeah, he calls it sonar. Have you mentioned that before? Uh, I don't think so. Although. Maybe when he's been underwater or something. Was there like um, an issue where he was like, oh, I can use the same kind of sense as a bat? Or am I just imagining that? I might. I might. <laughs> I, just, I might just be imagining that. <laughs> Maybe so, I, can't, I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's talking about judging things by the echo of the sound of the door opening, which is more like his super hearing, I think. But he says it's sonar. Well, because for it, for it to be sonar, he would have to be emitting a noise, right? <laughs> walking down the corridor, going. <laughs> There is that guy, there is that blind guy who, like, can skateboard around his neighbourhood because he, like, clicks his tongue and it bounces back and he can make a picture. He's like, like that. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That is pretty cool. But it would it would draw attention if Daredevil was walking around like, like, just trying to make noise, you know. <laughs> okay. So he walks into the supply room and then luckily manages to sneak out of the other door while the guy's not looking i don't know so this whole thing so he goes he's like oh pharmaceutical odors and he goes in and it's just like a room but then he finds like a secret door (laughs) is this behind the curtains i don't know is this guy is this guy like in some like secret room in a prison like is he legit (laughs) is is he cooking mess maybe because then <laughs> the prison meth lab because because then he goes to the back of the room this secret room that this guy's in mm-hmm. and there's a back door like that is yeah i think i think he's like randomly stumbled across some dude <laughs> he's got this sort of like secret drug dealing business going yeah because he well, talks- also this this back door leads directly out to where there's a, a car running like a getaway car yeah, maybe to transport the meth yeah, because like the first door that he tries, it's, he go, it just goes into a storeroom, and then he finds another door. It's like a secret door, and then he finds the meth lab. Yeah. And then another secret door behind that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a question. So he runs out of this exit. So there's this police officer standing outside this exit, obviously guarding the meth lab, right? Mm-hmm. Daredevil runs towards the driver's side. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's this policeman's car. Yeah. I don't know why the policeman has left the car, the engine running. Daredevil legit drives this car away. Right? This is the first 
blind man driving, like you know, appearance of that trope, blind man driving, which is, makes me very happy. He t- he totally did drive it away, didn't he? Yeah, he stole a police car. Yeah, because it's, it's not like it's a cab, and he's like, you know, take me away. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, you know. He's like, no, I'm going to steal this police car. <laughs> and drive it, even though I can't see. Yes, exactly. Um, so he manages to drive it to Al's tavern. Um, excuse me, why, why are you stepping out in another another bar, uh, Matt? You're dead to bar. us, Matthew. Yeah, why are you cheating on us, Matt? <laughs> I mean, even though Joseph's bar doesn't exist in the comics yet, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can still be angry. So... Uh, He's like, I won't be safe until I can ditch these clothes, which look, I mean, what he's wearing, apart from the lab coat, looked to be like a perfectly normal shirt and Yeah, well, literally what he has to do is... is I mean, he's, he must be wearing his little red booties, though, his little cushion-soled little red booties. <laughs> his memory foam booties. Yeah. Um, but then he, he says that there's this guy up ahead who... This poor guy. <laughs> I've so it's, bad for this guy. It's like, right, time to exploit the, the drunk homeless. Yeah, he's like, sell me your clothes for ten bucks. Was ten bucks a lot back then? No, just what year was it? Maybe. I'm gonna get How much was? What? How much was ten dollars? Nineteen sixty-eight. So he takes this guy's clothes. He's actually Matt has got Brown's shoes on as well, so he stole shoes. Okay, so, so where is he? Where is he smuggling his red booties? Yeah, go on. The equivalent today mm. is seventy-eight dollars sixty-one yeah. cents. So okay, I mean that's not too bad. Mm. Yeah, it's not it's not a good outfit. It's not great, but it's, it's that they really gone. They they love they love going like green check, don't oh, they? Yeah. So Absolutely. he's, but he's got like the trousers to match as well. So I don't like the way there's this close up of Matt, like, like pulling. Where's he pulling this money from? I know. Like, it's very like I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you acting so shifty? <laughs> Maybe he's got it in his sunglasses. Oh no, well, he's got his sunglasses on. Mm. It's look. I don't know what it is. It's like a little tiny. Like he's pulling it out of a. A shell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Has he got like a little man purse? Maybe. Yeah, he might have a little man purse. So he's he's bought this guy's clothes. Uh, meanwhile, Foggy and Deb are at the office because obviously there's no Karen anymore. Uh, and Foggy is like, "Where the hell have you been? Why are you wearing these clothes? What is going on?" Like, you know, nice of you to finally show up. Yeah, and Foggy's obviously so surprised, or Deb is, that there's papers flying everywhere. And they're like, oh, what? <laughs> and Matt comes in looking like such a state, and he basically says he got mugged. They even took his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like, doesn't he, doesn't he say, though, he's like, oh, time to go for, like, the Oscar nomination or something yes. now, Matt. And it's just like, really... Yeah. He could have just said, I couldn't find my dry cleaning, so I put um, Mike's clothes on because I found them yes. in the house. Oh, he could have absolutely said that because this looks like a Mike Murdoch outfit. It really does. Yeah. It, it, you know, it. yeah, he should have just... Oh, 
you would be a very very good at cloaking your shit as a superhero vex. And then he manages to, uh, he, so he basically is like, oh, you know, I got mugged, whatever. And then Foggy's like, I warned you not to go prancing around town alone the way you do, Matt. I love, um, to be fair, I absolutely love how Foggy just goes for the job oh, you right now. He's just like, so you know good. what, Matt? I'm going to let you have it. Yeah, he's so good in this this scene. Um, and then Matt immediately asks about Karen. <sighs> And if Deb has heard from Karen, and Deb, who is a hero, she is, absolutely is like, yep, I have. She's perfectly well, but she still doesn't want you to know where she is. I can't give you her address. Yeah, bros, Yay! bros before hoes, Matt. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then Foggy's like, uh, Matt, you tell Karen that you've no intention of ever getting serious with her. You drive her away from here in tears. But now she's gone. You don't stop thinking about her. You've neglected your work and you're never around when we need you. I was like, yeah, Foggy. Fucking yeah. give it to him. Yeah. And, and Matt's like, ooh, Foggy, ooh, I stop know. Stop moaning And then he, and then he walks off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then he buggers off anyway. But before that, Deborah, the love of our life. Oh, yeah. Uh, says she's going to go to a prayer for peace forum at the Civic Centre. Oh, I love that so much. And then Foggy's like, ugh, my girl becomes a demonstrator just when I'm running for DA. Ugh. <laughs> Shut up, Foggy. We love yeah. we love com- Comrade <laughs> Comrade D. <laughs> uh, so Foggy's like, right, well, now you're here. Let's make a dent in this paper. What, what's that? Where are you going? <laughs> Poor Foggy. And Matt's like, sorry, I just came here to get changed. And now, and now I'm off again. And now I'm off going home. Bye. Uh, <sighs> Matt, you dick. Absolute lunatic. So Matt has gone home um, because he's like, I need to find a way to clear the name of Daredevil. So he decides to work out in his gym. Um, luckily, he is actually wearing his Daredevil suit. He is, and he's not wearing his gym brogues. Which he's wearing his sunglasses. I was, to be fair, I was very grateful for the fact that he was in his Daredevil costume while he was doing this. And, and not his gym brogues and tiny shorts, because... Yes, he is wearing sunglasses, though, so... Not good. Because so how, remember... how will oh, we God. tell if it's Matt or not? <laughs> oh my god, is that Peter Parker? <laughs> when he's in his Daredevil. Oh my god, why is, why is Deadpool in Daredevil's gym? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. Maybe he just forgets that he's got them on. Maybe he just like he wears them. He's he's used to wearing them so much like before he became Daredevil. Mm. Because that's that's obviously how you tell if someone's blind or not. It's because absolutely. Um. But maybe he just forgets that he's maybe. got them on all the time. I don't know. I'm just amazed that they stay on his head so well when he's spinning around. Do you think he's got one of those, like, um, glasses chains? <gasps> but like, oh, I hope so. But like a sports, one of those sports ones that kind of, yeah. you can tighten up behind yeah. like, the back of your head. Yes, his glasses don't fall off. I like it. And then when he's in court, he's got, like, fancy gold chain ones. Yeah. Yeah, fancy gold one. And then he's got, like, his, his cash one when he's uh, out partying. Yeah. With his ladies. <laughs> um, so he finally works out that the clone and the voice that he smelt on the train 
belong to the man he's supposed to have murdered, which means he's still alive. <laughs> uh, and he framed him. Uh, so he's like, well, fine. I've got a genius plan to deal with this. That's really so, simple and nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah, exactly. So he goes to a comic book shop. Uh, a comic book shop. <laughs> a comic book shop. <laughs> goes to a comic book shop and he's like, hey, what happens at the end of this issue? I need to know what I need to do. And they're like, hey, you're a fictional character. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He goes to a costume shop. Oh. And he's like, hey, do you have a jester costume? And they're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. They're suddenly like hotcakes. Oh. Who's dressing as the jester? That's what I want to know. Vix, are you going to run out and buy one of these? Absolutely not. No. I mean, I do appreciate that Matt says putting the jester costume over the dead costume is a bit like gilding the lily. (laughs) I think you mean polishing the turd, Matthew. (laughs) No! (laughs) Uh, So, meanwhile, in uh, in jester manner, he's twiddling... He's twiddling his knob on his TV. <laughs> <laughs> and he happens to catch... So is this meant to be Johnny Carson? I don't I don't know. I don't really know. I'm not really yeah. familiar with... Like, I know who, um, like, Jimmy Kimmel is. And I know who, <laughs> like, David Letterman was. But yeah. I don't really know anyone else. Uh, I think... I feel like this is maybe meant to be Johnny Carson. But maybe some of our listeners can tell us. Because he refers to him as Johnny. But it might just be... Matt, I don't know, being all like, hey, Johnny, <laughs> you know. Hey, Johnny. So, just to see someone is impersonating him, and he is livid. How dare they? So, he puts on his costume, drives his jester mobile off to the studio, and demands to go on the air <laughs> right then. It's like now. I must be now to save my ego and my reputation. I do. I do really enjoy that lady's glasses. I like her. I like. I really like her whole vibe. I like her hair. So. I think like her her fringe like really goes with her. I just yeah. I like her. Definitely a a, a toot worthy. Mhm. You know, uh, definitely like a little toot. So, he runs into the studio onto TV. Um, Studio 3 and kicks down the door <laughs> which I love because he just I don't know it's just his stupid costume oh, God, I hate it so much and meanwhile Matt as Daredevil was there who's like oh no that's exactly what I was hoping would happen <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're filming so they're like oh no this is going on so Matt throws off his jester costume is like it's me Daredevil ha <laughs> and then they have a big fight with and uh, with possibly one of the most ridiculous things uh, do, do you mean when we get a crossover with the show The Prisoner is that what you're talking about oh, oh god <laughs> so what, what does he do Vix what does his jester do he like throws a ping pong ball mm-hmm. but every time the ping pong ball hits someone or something it gets bigger yes and this thing is it's like it's like a thanksgiving float escaped it's not even a ping pong ball it's like a balloon it's like a yeah it's like a and it envelops you so i was like uh rover from the prisoner because this is exactly what rover did 
So I was like, oh, the jester looks like he could live in the village in the prisoner. So maybe this is a village tech. Yeah. But it does give me my panel of the week, Mm. which... I laughed and laughed and laughed. There's a there's a bit where it hits the lady in the red dress, and, yeah. and like a guy in a green suit, and all you can see of the lady in the red dress is like she's got one of her leggies in the air, like really really high up, and she's just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it made me chuckle so much. <laughs> and there's papers flying everywhere. Yeah. I see I see the exact one you mean. Yeah. It was one of those, like, the longer I looked at it, the funnier it got. (laughs) I don't know what my panel of the week is. It probably is that one, actually, with her leg in the air. It is great. (laughs) Because the blue guy as well is just kind of squashed. It's It's just just her dramatic leg in the air. It's like, it's it's kind of like a... And the whoosh over the top. Yeah, it's kind of a bit sort of um, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. With their feet sticking out. But it's just her one... She's got, like, one of her legs is, like, in a perfectly normal position if you were being squashed by a giant balloon but it's just like she's still giving everyone the old razzle dazzle yeah (laughs) she's being like i I don't i don't understand this balloon because like does it how does it trap because i i feel like he says something like it absorbs you it traps you rather than harms you so does it absorb you i don't know maybe it's just because i'm watching too much prisoner because if it just if it's just a balloon and it pins you against the wall, I'd be like, all right, well, it's a balloon, I'm going to burst it. With it's, my... It seems a bit chaotic as well. It's like how he he's not he can't control it mm. as such. It's just... Well, it's got a homing beacon on, de- it hones in on Daredevil. But it just, when you, can, when you look at all of the other, like, chaos that it has ensued, mm. it's not specific, specific. And the fact that it keeps getting bigger as well, it's like, yeah, it's just... You know, it's eventually going to swallow everything in, in the world. It swallows the earth. Like, it's, it's going to... What if the jester's ball swallowed the earth? Join us <laughs> and ponder, what if? Blech! So, yeah, it's, it seemed like a bit of a haphazard... Yeah. And so, I mean, Daredevil just bursts it. Yeah. Although it does burst with like the power of a thousand nuclear bombs, yeah, because he goes flying across the world into the jester. But well, he does first first call Matt though before that happens. He's like, "You brainless, barnstorming, bumbling, burr!" <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> I do like this panel though where he bursts it. I like it's very yeah, cool. and he he seemed to quite enjoy it. That I he seemed to quite enjoy it bursting. Yeah. So, oh, that's got a bit more kickback than I was expecting. We do. We, I mean, bursting balloons is fun. It is fun, particularly when they're being held by some children. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, I don't like the Daredevil calls the jester Jez. Yeah. I don't like that. It's mm. not good. Uh, so then Jester attacks him with his yo-yo. Um, oh no! I forgot about the Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil tells him, "You're you're through already, son, but you don't know it." Oh. And fights him. Uh, and then he manages to get hold of him, uh, the Jester. At one point, I'm going through this fight, and he pulls his mask off. The Jester's face is like, <laughs> 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 it's like that scene out of Hunchback of Notre Dame where they 
they dress Quasimodo as the king of fools. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly like. what he looks like. Yeah. Um, and everyone immediately recognises him as like, that's the guy that he's supposed to have killed. Oh, that means he's alive and Daredevil was innocent. We're sorry, Daredevil, we love you. <laughs> Uh, it was all a bit anticlimactic, really. Yeah. I thought. There is a guy watching it on screen who kind of looks like J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. But I, it's, I don't think it's him, but I wish it was. So the jester has been uh, arrested. Hooray. Finally. And uh, everyone's happy. Everyone loves Dead Everyone there. Like, there goes a great guy. And, uh, and Lady in the Blue outfit, which I kind of like as well. It's like, I bet he's happy he's been exonerated. And Matt's like, yeah, happy. I haven't been able to pull my weight back at the office for weeks. This is when it starts playing, like, do, 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 Thereby leaving my pudgy partner in the lurch. I haven't been able to help him, either win his election campaign or his law practice when he needs it the most. As for myself, the most important thing in my life is and always has been Karen Page. But it hasn't always been. So how did I fare in that department? I've managed to lose her forever. If she was the most important thing to you, exactly, then you would be with her, Matthew. But it's not. Being daredevil is more important. It is. Know thyself, Matthew. Well, he spent, like, up until a couple of issues ago, when all this happened, Mm. he spent the entire time being like, well... I can't be with Karen because it's too dangerous. Yeah. So I'm actually doing her a favour. Yeah. And now you're pestering all of her friends to tell you where she is so that you <laughs> exactly. can be a total creeper and go and stalk her. Like, yeah. leave her alone, man-child. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think Karen will be reappearing soon? Of course she will. She'll be... She'll, <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, Thank you. She'll in some kind of trouble or like bless you he'll <laughs> he'll come across her somehow or of course she's going to show up it's Karen when do you think how many issues until she shows up do you think uh two two okay. and here's another question this is a little early Vix predicts oh. um how what what issue do you think bearing in mind we've got like 600 issues Mm-hmm. Which around which issue do you think that number one Karen will find out that Car- that Matt is Daredevil and number two Foggy will find out that Matt is Daredevil? Hmm. Now, do they both find out at the same time? No. Okay. I will tell you that. This I will tell you. It's got to be within the next like ten or fifteen issues, surely. What for both of them? Yeah. Okay. Who will find out first? Foggy. Okay. We shall see. When's Deb going to find out? I reckon Deb finds out in the next issue because <laughs> it's Comrade Debbie. Sorry. Comrade Deb. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. She's, oh, we... she's pretty savvy. Like, she's. She's not emotionally invested in Matt in any way, so she doesn't have, like, that clouding her judgment. So I think I, she thinks Matt's a dick. Yeah, but I think I think she's a lot smarter than people give her credit for, and yeah. because she doesn't have that, like, emotional attachment to him, I think she's going to yeah. notice shit before the other two. Mmm, I like That's, this theory. Yeah. 
Mm. Okay. So that was the issue. Mm. Um, I just put at the end. Matt feels sorry for himself, and Karen floats in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the sky. Uh, so now it is time, uh, as we do every issue, Bix, to do a tootin and a bootin of our favourite and least favourite outfits. So who are you going to toot and who are you going to boot? I very much enjoyed Deb's pink number. Mm-hmm. I think it went with her hair really well. And I also really enjoyed Red Dress Lady with the razzle-dazzle leg. Because um, <laughs> yes. I really liked the shape of her glasses and everything else. So I'm gonna t- and the cut of her jib. I did enjoy the cut of her jib, indeed. Mm. Um, what's a jib? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to toot Deb and Razzle Dazzle Leg Lady. And who are you going to boot? Uh, I can't I can't beat the jester again can I really mm. um, well I'm not going to I think I'm going to toot Matt in homeless guys boot, uh, boot yeah mm. Matt in homeless guys clothes because he somehow managed to make them look even worse <laughs> than when the drunk homeless guy was wearing all his clothes true. so it's true well um, I'm going to toot Deborah Mm-hmm. Um, because I liked her outfit, um, and I I don't feel like I've I've booted the jester every. Issue. I don't <laughs> quite feel right, like I, quite right, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I can boot him this week. So this week I'm gonna boot Matt wearing the jester's costume. Because <laughs> 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 that costume is horrific. It doesn't matter who's wearing it. Yeah. Ha ha. Uh, right, now we have to talk about our panel of the week. Well, it's got to be Razzle Dazzle Leg. But yes, also, there was another panel where, when they're in the office, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I forgot, I've got to go to my um, comrade meeting. Yes. Yeah. And there's a reflection of her walking out of the door of the office in Matt's mm-hmm. sunglasses. Oh yeah, oh, I like that as well. I'm, I'm looking to. I'm just trying to find it. I really liked yeah, it. It was good. Completely different color palette to everything mm. else in that scene. Yeah, and it's where he's thinking about how lucky Foggy is to have Deborah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah I like that panel. I'm my panel of the week. I'm gonna go with. Foggy just laying into Matt, oh, and Matt yeah. just like, oh my head, <laughs> leave me alone. Like crouching, he's like hunched. He's standing behind his desk, isn't he? And yeah. he's not like really hunched over, but he's kind of bent over, and he's like holding his head. He's like, oh, Foggy, and Foggy's just like, and another thing. Yeah, and another thing. Why I order? I don't like the cut of your jib. <laughs> your jib is distinctly badly cut. Thank yes. you. um okay so now it's time to vote for what we're going to do with this issue now if we think this issue is fabulous it will go in our secret vault that not even shield who live below us apparently know about um be preserved for all eternity 
if we think, eh, it's all right, we'll throw it under the bar, we'll, you know, do whatever with it, you know, maybe do some decoupage <laughs> with it later. Um, if we think it's utter rubbish, we will lob it out the window of Josie's bar. Uh, what are you thinking, Vix? See, I'm torn because mm. it wasn't a particularly great issue, mm. but it did see the arrest of the jester and because he's not dead of course he's going to be back to haunt my dreams at some point between now and the end of time <laughs> which is then we're still going to be doing yep. this podcast um but i kind of feel just for that reason it should go in the vault see i disagree but I don't think it's a good enough... It was a bit of a wet fart of an anticlimax, to be honest. Yes. I, I feel like the plan was just a bit of a boring plan. Yeah. I feel like we've seen it before, this kind of thing. And I feel like for a story that went on for several issues, it was a bit of an anticlimax. It was a bit of a... Yeah. And I like... I do like... I do like Matt feeling sorry for himself at the end because I do like this this sort of expansion of exploring Matt's psyche that we're getting now. <laughs> sort of, you know, exploring that more, which I enjoy. I like Foggy laying into Matt, but I, I don't think it's... It's definitely not vault-worthy, so I'm, I'm going to no. say under the bar. Yeah, that was that was my first instinct, was to go under the bar, and I was like, well, should it go in the vault? Because it's like the end of that run, and I was like... Mm. But the jester's going to come back in the future. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> my neighbours are probably like, I hope she's all right up there. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I... Under the yeah, bar. Under the bar. All right, here it goes. Okay, now it's time for everyone's favourite part of every episode. <laughs> it's time for Vix predicts. Kavix. You now, can't you can't see me that every time you say that I do jazz hands. Oh. What was that? <laughs> Someone driving away very quickly. It was a jester. <laughs> there you go. Bye. Bye Felicia. <laughs> uh <laughs> so Vix, this is a, a, a bit of a weird one because I have two titles for you. <gasps> mm-hmm. Because at the end of this issue that we just covered um, the little preview at the at the very end, the last panel, says that the next issue is called Stranger Take My Hand. Stranger Danger! Stranger Danger. However, um, in the actual issue, it's the title is Brother Take My Hand. Uh, oh. So is it a stranger? Is it a brother? Who knows? Oh, God. What do you think is going to happen? It's not Mark Murdoch, is it? <laughs> yes, it's the other. Is he invented? I've been telling you about Mark Murdoch for weeks. He He's in- finally here. Is he invented like a triplet? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, you know from watching the Daredevil Netflix series that Daredevil is linked with 
a criminal, uh, mysterious criminal organisation called The Hand. Mm. So maybe it's Mark Murdoch appears and he's actually secretly in charge of The Hand, but he's like, brother, take my hand. He means like, brother... Take take charge of that. So it says, uh, I think I'm going to my holes. That's that's a bit of a stretch. But it's, this whole like situation, it just reminds me of the fact that last night I don't know why, but last night when I was sitting in bed, I watched Double Impact, the uh, Jean, the Jean Claude Van Damme movie where he yes. he plays twins. <laughs> so okay. Um, what you're saying is you really miss the Mike Murdoch storyline. I line. absolutely you want to come back. not miss the Mike. <laughs> I just want someone normal in this comic. And, <laughs> like Debbie is. That's why I think that's why I'm so attached to Debs. Comrade Debs. Because yeah. she's just like you know what you're all idiots. I'm yeah. off to go and like protest against the Vietnam War or something. I think we might be a little bit early Ooh. for that in six uh, years. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like a little spoiler for next issue I'm not going to read you the whole thing okay okay here's a little spoiler Daredevil does his part for the troops when he visits American soldiers in Vietnam interesting yeah so what's going to happen Vix <gasps> is Wolverine there <laughs> yeah they hang out <laughs> uh, because I'm pretty sure wasn't Wolverine wasn't Logan why do I keep thinking he was that... in every war I don't know when Lo- Lo- like Wolverine was invented though I don't think I think this is too early for him isn't it I don't know that would be so cool oh oh is it Nick Fury ah! is it Silver, I... Silver Fox White Nick Fury <laughs> yeah I ain't saying anything um yes the Wolverine's first appearance was Incredible Hulk 180 uh, October 1974. Oh, okay. This is too early. So it's like a whole decade too early. But I don't know. I don't know what I. I. I don't know whether I like dreamt this or just made it up or saw it somewhere. But I'm convinced that like Logan was one of the Howleys. I know. Uh, I know that Wolverine and Nick. They probably Fury, reckoned it. Like yeah. Wolverine and Nick Fury have fought together in some war. I think. Nick Fury first appeared in. Uh, Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos, issue number one, May 1963. Okay, I'm thinking of Nick Fury then and the Howling Commandos. Mm-hmm. But it's white Nick Fury. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's um, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury, not Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, Nick Fury. That's, that's who I'm thinking of. I don't know why I was like, But it would make sense. It would make sense if Logan was like in the 107th. So. Oh yeah, and I'm sure they've they probably retconned it at some point. Mm. It's kind of you know, I imagine. So, right, so so okay, so you're predicting Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Yes, please. Mm, we'll see. Mm. I will literally wee myself a little bit if that happens. Well, you take yourself to the toilets for that. I've got. But I will tell you. Lady, it's fine. <laughs> I will tell you that I think um, next issue is the last one with the weird bubble font on the cover. Oh, thank God. Yes, so that's good news. Uh, but that will be next... Well, it won't be next week for us. It will be in, like, two days' time. But mm. uh, for everyone else, it will be uh, next time. Mm. Same Daredevil time, same Daredevil channel. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I, almost, I almost went into the Doctor Who stage then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
are with that we're we're out skis laters bye y'all thanks for listening if you want to send us feedback you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com at Josie's Bar podcast at instagram or twitter at Josie's Bar or on tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com you can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.